Hi, Nicole. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Previously Gifted. Thank you for being on the pod. Today, I'm chatting with Nicole Raffi. She is a YouTuber, and we are going to talk about everything. So yeah, just, just get into it. <laughs> this is... Like, do you want to give an intro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can give a, like, a proper intro while we've been, like, talking already for, like, however long. Um, yes, so I'm Nicole Raffi. I am a full-time YouTuber, but a full-time student as well, and also a full-time vegan, because we have that in common. <laughs> um, no, I make... I don't know what genre you would really call me on YouTube. I think it's more so just, like, personality-based, sometimes experimental, like, experimental meaning, like, I don't do experiments, but, like, I just kind of make whatever <laughs> video I want that week. And I love it, and I've been doing it for two years now, and then I'm a podcaster, and that is my entire life story right there. <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions for you, was, like, how would you describe your channel? Because I'm going to give the pitch to everyone right now. For those of you who don't know the Nikki Nasty, in my brain, I'm like, Nicole or Nikki. I'm like, Nikki <laughs> Nikki on its own sounds weird. I have to say either Nikki Nasty or right. just Nicole. So I'm going to stick with Nicole for a moment. But for those That's of you fine. who are unfamiliar, uh, Nicole does... Well, you kind of started with like college YouTuber yeah. stuff, at least in the last like year or two-ish. And now I would say you've transitioned more to like vlogs personal content kind of advice recently also like yeah. that inspirational motivational kind of stuff and um yeah so it's interesting to hear you describe yourself I feel like that's the hardest question as a youtuber when people are like what do you do and I'm like oh I don't know eee, Ooh, internet literally, analysis literally anytime that anyone asks I'm like you would just have to go look. Like, based off of my last video, it is not really that similar to the video previous to it, but I've just kind of accepted that and kind of embraced that, to be honest, because I've realized that people actually like that, that I'm not just, like, one certain type of thing, and, like, there's definitely, I feel like, genres that I'm like, I will never touch that, but now... I'm like, like, I used to say I will never vlog. Like, I used to say that I will never ever vlog at the beginning. And now I do it and I love it. And, you know, right now I'm like, I will never make cooking or fashion videos. But you know what? <laughs> like, that really might change within the next six months. Like, who knows what will happen? So I just kind of do whatever I'm feeling that week. And then a star is born. And that's just how it happens. <laughs> and then the magic happens every week. Exactly. You never know what to expect. Yeah, I feel like I feel like more YouTubers are kind of that way, like rather than being, you know, more of a genre YouTuber. So I think it's great. And I think once your audience like expects that from you, like anything goes, then it's cool to see things kind of shift and evolve over time. I agree. I think like with your channel, well, first of all, like the evolution behind your channel is like so vast through the years, but like you kind of stuck to like the similar content and you found like what works for you and you like run with it. So I always like ask myself like, will I perhaps like find something within the next year? Like that is just like my certain niche and like, will I run with that? Like I have no idea, but like I'm open to it. Like if I find that um, a certain thing just kind of sticks and I love making them and people love watching them, then I'm not opposed to in the future, like, you know, maybe even like doing just one thing on my channel for like a certain amount of time. Yeah, like I never meant to do that. I feel like I talk about this a lot now, but like once internet analysis 
unofficially started. I just like kept going with it. And then it went on for so long that like, now I feel like if I post anything that's not internet analysis on my main channel, it's like, what is this? This doesn't belong here. And it's like, yeah, it's like this unspoken assumption, which is kind of a good thing because at least I know what my channel is for, but also it does feel slightly limiting sometimes. But also like the way that internet analysis is, it's such a big like umbrella that I can almost squeeze anything into it. So it's not, it's not really that confining. When did you find my channel, by the way? When did I find your channel? I think the first video that I found of yours, oh no, like now I'm like really committed to finding out. Um, well, first of all, it was definitely an internet analysis video. Um, I'm like quickly Googling currently. I can start with yours while you look for it. Oh, okay. This is sure. in my list. Sure. So um, I found your channel through the classic viral video, <laughs> a guy answering questions girls are too afraid to ask. And I know obviously like a lot of your viewers came from that video. I don't know. I mean, it, it felt pretty random in my recommended, but for some reason I ended up clicking it. And yeah. even though it's like, it's very different than your own solo videos. That's the yes. weird thing about a, a viral video happening. That's like different than your usual stuff. Cause then people are like, oh, are you gonna make this a series or is this a thing? And you're like, no, it's a one-off. This is a one-time thing. But uh, I remember watching a lot of your other vlogs after that, and I was like, love her, followed, here we go. Thank and it was you. so cool to see your channel grow, even over that next few like months, it was a lot. Thank you. It is my most viewed video and my most hated video. And by most hated, I mean by like, by me. Like I, I hate that video with a burning passion. And like, I'm open saying that, like I've said that on like, multiple videos and stuff like that, but it, it got to be this bigger thing than I intended it to be. And it just reminded me of those videos in the past because when I put it up, I saw like nothing really wrong with it. I never record with other people. It was more so just like of acquaintance slash like friend coming over to visit my roommate and he always wanted to be in my videos. And then I was like, wait, I have a quick like video idea that maybe we could do tonight if you want to film. Cause he always said that he wanted to like film a video for my channel. Um, and then I quickly just asked like my Instagram followers if they wanted to see like this video and like basically do you have any questions for a guy and that's when I got them didn't think much of it it was like pretty uncomfortable to film I don't film with other people ever like all my videos are solo and edit it edited it that's the worst thing to ever say edited, edited it. it yes, edited it. yes. <laughs> and I edited it over I think Thanksgiving break uploaded it on a whim and then that's when it started to like get bigger and stuff but it was fine until I realized that that video reminded me so much of those videos from like 2013-14 um, of guys being like, what guys really look for in girls. And like Nash Greer. Yes, and, and JC <gasps> oh Kalen and that whole entire yes. squad. And it wasn't until a while when I realized that that's like what I accidentally did. I don't know, the questions on TikTok were always like so different. It wasn't about like what guys really preferred. It was more so like... Do you, I feel like it would be like, do you guys really think about sex all day? Yes, yes. Or like, do you guys really want to hook up with every girl they know? Yes. It was more so yeah. like those questions. And I didn't have a lot of followers at the time. Like, first of all, like my YouTube channel, I think it was around like maybe 10K. Um, especially on Instagram, I didn't have like a, an enormous like following. So the questions that I got were like limited, to be honest. And so I just kind of 
asked whatever I received for the most part, um, except some like really invasive questions. And then it just <laughs> yeah. kind of like spiraled and I accidentally did the trend of like, what do guys look for in girls? And I was like, no, that's not what I intended whatsoever. And so then I just like look back at the video and I, I am sad because I don't ever want people to like be like, oh my God, Nicole's video has made me self-conscious about like myself. And that's just like my last intention ever. So um, that video put a rest to it. I could have followed the trend and everything and kept going with it because it's escalated so much. But I was just like, I'm putting her to rest. She's dead. Um, I, I'm not that woman, so yeah. I, I don't know her, but the video that I found you from was, I think, I think it was You're Not Relatable Anymore, which is your most popular video. Um, and I think I watched that because, like, there were a lot of creators who I, like, watch and stuff or used to watch and that were in that video and everything, and I'm almost positive that's where I found you. And then we had, in my apartment, we had a ginormous TV that came with it because I was an RA so like I didn't even pay for this apartment it was just like gifted to me hashtag gifted and so I w me and my roommates would just sit and watch like your videos on like the huge screen and everything because that was oh, my first no. time like having a smart tv in my <laughs> life and I was like look at this girl Tiffany and so I think that's what happened and we were just sitting there we're like wow so true and yeah that's wow. how I found you <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that video I feel like that's that was a great video, I can admit. Yeah. When I go back and watch it, I'm like, damn, a banger. But also, I feel like I'm trying to keep that in mind as I exist as a YouTuber. Yeah. Because, like, even from there, I probably had maybe, like, 200 or 250,000 back then. Um, and then I grew pretty quickly because of that video and some that I made around that time. Um, but, yeah, like, as my channel grows, I'm like, wait, I could be that person who's not relatable anymore. I'm like, mm, I don't think I'm, like, in danger of flexing a bunch of wealth because that's just not what I'm into um but like yeah I'm like huh am I gonna become unrelatable at some point because like if I were really honest about like my daily life or like my personal finances or things like that it's like I think I have become less relatable because like being a YouTuber and like making a very comfortable income as a young person is just not relatable yeah. so I'm like yeah in some ways I feel like I am like, I don't know, though. I, my point in that video was, like, don't make it the fo focus of your content. Because, like, if you start just making every video about, like, this is my luxury mansion, and these are my ten cars, and this is my Louis and my Gucci, it's, like... <laughs> Again, a lot of people enjoy that content, but I just think if you're trying to be like, I'm just like you, except I live in a mansion and I have right. 10 cars. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that I reflect back on a lot because I'm like, hmm, the, the danger's always there. But also, I like, I think my content's not really based on me exactly, or it's not based on, like, my relatability. I guess if it, like messed with my commentary then like that could be an issue but yeah it's something I think about you got to check yourself right literally your past self checking yourself yes literally I I think about that a lot because I think about like where I was in life a year ago and how that was a much more relatable person and stuff but the thing is is that I'm a lot happier now and I'm doing what I love now and I feel like I don't want to go back to like the old self of my self because that version of myself wasn't happy not just because of like the state of my life but like I was doing you know working jobs that I hated um not getting paid very well for the jobs that I hated 
and um you know working so hard in school and like having still like a year left to go and then just like my living situation was very like unsafe and bad and like I even though like that version of myself is a lot more relatable and everything I'm a lot happier where I am today so that it's kind of hard now to like be like I'm so happy because of X Y and Z but the only reason I'm here is because like YouTube has brought me that and that's just not a relatable thing and I even have like YouTube is now my internship for college, which I have totally finessed. Thank you. I literally mm. don't know how I, well, I do know how I finessed that. I really just like, really <laughs> just like convinced the provost and everything. But she was talking to me and she's like, you need to make a personal finance video and try and inspire like young people on how like you went from being broke last year and now like you're not broke. And I was like, no, I really can't do that because that is not that's not attainable for everyone. Like imagine if mm -hmm. I really made a video and I was like, here's how to be financially stable. Do YouTube and follow my Go viral. Steps. Yes. And mm -hmm. um, hope for the best and just continue at it. And that's how. Right. I know. That's just not something that I would like wanna promote or anything. And other than that, I don't have a lot of like financial tips. I don't think I have a right. credit score. I don't even yeah. know if I have a credit. I don't have a credit card. So I mm -hmm. like, I know what my credit score is not good. Like, I don't have a lot of... I literally just, like, invested for the first time the other week. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I have no right. type of actual financial tips to give. This is so funny because I actually wanted to include some, like, finance questions. But yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if it'll, like, fit. Nobody asked me to ask these <laughs> questions. So I'm glad it came up. But, yeah, like, I felt the same because I've made, like, personal finance kind of videos throughout the years and, like... I was like super broke and like making very little money working at Starbucks and like not working a lot of hours, making maybe like $200 a month from YouTube, which was like cool, but obviously not like paying my rent. Right. And then like when you're making videos like that, like I was talking about like my debt, my credit card debt, my student loans, very relatable. And then when my channel started growing and like this became my full-time income and I could actually pay all my like bills without you know, stressing. I was like, I would love to talk about these updates, but also I know that it's not relatable in any way. And it's probably not helpful to anyone because like, again, I can't tell you tips. Like I can't just be like, yeah, if you just, I mean, some people will sell this to you. They'll be like, oh, all you've got to do is be an entrepreneur and yeah. start a business and work hard. And then suddenly you'll be making six figures. It's like, no. <laughs> so like, I, like if that happens to you, very lucky, but like there's no actual how to unless you want like, you know, basic advice about like maybe building a certain kind of business, but even YouTube advice, like you can follow all of the recommendations, but there's like absolutely no guarantee that you'll be successful in whatever ways or like do anything in a certain amount of time. So I know I keep wanting to talk about like my updated like student loan payoff stuff and blah, blah, blah. But then I just feel like, I feel like it's like not inspiring or educational in any way because it's like oh cool I am making enough money to like throw big chunks at my debt there you go like I don't know I that's feel like it's not answer. a helpful video right and that's the thing is like even personal finances like in terms of like college for me um it's initially like I was just very well not lucky but like having a single mom and, you know, financial aid and everything, like, you know, it, it works out and everything. And so I was lucky with that. And then the only advice I had to give was like, I worked at Chipotle to get tuition reimbursement. And that's what I did for 
three years and that's what worked for me um chipotle changed like their rules now you have to work like 20 hours a week just to like mm. get your tuition reimbursement and when i was still there i had to work once every three weeks like i just don't have any like solid advice to help with that kind of stuff which is just like uh, on top of that another reason why i wanted to stray away from like college content and stuff because my first of all i don't want to be a college youtuber and i don't want to like hold myself just to making college videos it's not like what i solely enjoy and then on top of that I'll be out of college soon. And my college experience is like not really that traditional as well because I, it is traditional in the sense that I went, but being like first gen and not really having a lot of like school pride and just kind of going and changing your major a whole bunch of times. And then your job being something that is totally unrelated to, well, we're still doing media and you were doing YouTube, which is related in that sense, but we're not out here gonna go like apply for jobs or anything. Right. Um, and so it makes it kind of non-traditional in the sense that like, we'll get our degree and we'll be like, thank you. And then that is essentially, for right now, like that's just gonna be it. And so I don't wanna be giving like college advice or financial advice or that kind of stuff because I'm just like a person who got very lucky and did some weird things and then got and by weird things I'm in YouTube not like any sketchy things <laughs> I did some weird I did some weird things yeah. we'll talk about that uh no I feel like it's like yeah it's like you're a you you're a YouTuber who happens to be a college student and you're a college student who happens to be a YouTuber yeah. so it's like yeah they're kind of like not connected but we will get into that all of those things you mentioned are on my list yeah so we will we will see let's take a little break and uh I will pause my camera and restart it and we'll come right back awesome <laughs> Also, brave decision to wear a sweatshirt because, like, it's very hot, and I know it gets even hotter when I'm recording, but I was like, hmm, this looks comfy, so I'll wear it. <laughs> Every other shirt, that's the biggest decision when I'm trying to record something. I'm like, what do I wear? I don't know. I don't have anything to wear. I wish I could be a YouTuber without having to be the YouTuber. Yeah. If I could just the be the brains, maybe, and then, like, have someone else be the whole just Body. a head sometimes and like just nothing about the clothes i agree i always like have to think so hard about like what i'm wearing and then i'm like why do i why do i care so bad about like what i'm wearing for a video like people I, and i'm like no I, I already wore this in another video like it's clothes of course i own them i'm gonna wear them again right i know i'm like oh how embarrassing that that video filmed two weeks ago i wore that and then i'm wearing <laughs> it again outfit repeater someone's gonna call me out lizzie mcguire outfit repeater <laughs> i will never forget it Okay, we are back. Hi, hello, everybody. We are going to get back into things. I wanted to make the point. This is the big point of me doing this podcast with Nicole. And I had mentioned to her that we have a lot in common. <laughs> and that is that we are both vegan, YouTubers, media studies majors who are graduating this very semester. And I thought, wow, those are a lot of coincidences. That's a lot of um, really important information to know about both of us. So that's kind of going to guide our questions today. Um, and we were laughing because those are basically like our full identities. Yeah. I guess the only thing you could add to mine is like Bernie Sanders lover, but like, I mean. No, no. 
we have that in common. Like both, I should have okay. wore my Birdie well, 2016 here. shirt. Yes. I was gonna wear a Birdie shirt. I saw it in my closet and I was like, that's, I was like, it's a choice. <laughs> After the next break, we'll just both come back in our like Bernie attire. Mm-hmm. I'm like, actually, that's what I've been wearing under this. I like to keep it close to me, but I just, you know, felt like I couldn't bring it out yet. People might question, <laughs> why are you wearing a Bernie shirt when he didn't get the nomination? And I'll say, because hope never dies. Eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So let's see. Oh, I also wanted to ask you, random icebreaker. Um, are you into astrology? And if so, what are your signs? Yeah. Okay. So I am a, well, yes, the answer is yes. Like I'm into astrology in the sense that like, I, you know, for someone who is just kind of like trying to explain that they aren't into astrology, I'm like, yeah, I'm into astrology. I really am into (laughs) astrology to like, does that make sense? Like I should probably like emphasize more that I'm into astrology. Um, I am a Virgo rising, the middle one is Scorpio, whatever that is, and then the last one is Virgo as well. So Virgo, Scorpio, Virgo. I'm born September 10th. Yes. I don't, that was kind of shocking when I found that out. Um, That you were born September 10th? Yeah, that was shocking to me. I was Um, shocked. (laughs) And I even, like, got a reading from an astrologist for the first time ever. She's a family friend, and we did it through like zoom and stuff and that was like early in quarantine when I got that done and by early I mean like mid but all the months are blending together and that was like an amazing experience just because I wanted someone with like higher like intuition and everything like I always consider myself a very like spiritual person but um in the sense that like if someone told me like no Nicole astrology is not real like they had like proof or like whatever (laughs) just like solid whatever I would be like okay like that's I believe you but like at the same time I'm having fun with it now and like it's like fun to do and like if an astrology reading makes me feel better about myself and makes me want to be a better person because of what she tells me then uh who really cares you know that's how I feel about it I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm at like the level where most people are where it's like I like it to the extent that I'm interested it's entertaining it's Mm -hmm. informative but I'm also like cool that changes almost nothing about my life but also I'm like I want to like I look at co-star I don't check Mm -hmm. it every day but I'm like oh let me compare my friendships with people and I look at the pattern I recently finally got my boyfriend's uh birth time I was like I was like can you text your mom he's like no (laughs) and I messaged her on Instagram I was like hi (laughs) I was like do you happen to know uh his birth time exact please no guesses And so that really, uh, that illuminated a lot for me. And I read him like one of our little bond explanations. And I was like, oh my God, this is so true. And it's fun, you know? He's a Virgo, so that that might mean something. Interesting. I always wonder like, yeah, like who, well, I don't know. Because people always say like certain signs work well together, but it does get complicated when you're like, okay, so we could be compatible on like any level, like sun, moon, rising. I'm a Libra sun. Pisces moon, Capricorn rising, if that means okay. anything to you. That means the Pisces is like, the Pisces means kind of something. Every single Pisces that I've ever met in my real life who has confessed to me that they are indeed a Pisces are all very creative people. I've just noticed that. You know what I mean? Um, in terms, there's like some people who I've never met before. I can't tell you one single like <laughs> Capricorn I know. You know what I mean? I was like, going to say that. Yeah, when I look at like my, my best friends over the years, I'm like, I have a lot of Geminis. I think I get along well with Geminis. I have Leo, Sagittarius. 
But like, yeah, there's like a handful that I know. And then I'm like, I can't name one Aquarius. They probably I don't, know. don't exist. I don't think so. I mean, That's if you're listening, thing. let us know. But <laughs> I don't know if I believe it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, for me, it's like fun enough that I'll like entertain it and everything. But um, at the same time, I don't take it like too seriously in the sense that like I won't talk to certain people if they're like a certain sign or anything like that. I just think it's more like fun than anything. And then getting told by like an astrologist that I am like such a powerful woman and everything like that feels really good. So I will probably continue to go to the astrologist and occasionally read my co-star and continue to like make jokes about being a Virgo in my videos. And yeah. I know. I feel like I mentioned me being a Libra like way more in my videos than I would in real life. Like I feel like people might be like, oh yeah, she's she's really into it. Like Libra. But then I'm also like, it's just because my Libra characteristics very much come out in my videos. But also people are like, oh, I see you as more of like maybe a Capricorn. And I'm like, that's my rising. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Everything is justified. How convenient. Um, let's just jump into it. First category is YouTube. And again, these are all based off of uh, our shared characteristics. Other than Bernie, but maybe someday we'll have a a whole Bernie pod. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just pretend we're in an alternate universe and everything went the way that we wanted it to this year. Um, So in the YouTube section, so many questions. Someone asked, Nicole, they said this is specifically, cannot say that, that's so embarrassing. (laughs) Side note, my boyfriend has this recurring thing that he does to annoy me where he... He says that I say pacifically instead of specifically. And I can assure you, I have never done that, except maybe just now. And so he does it to mess with me. I'll say specifically, and he's like, pacifically. And I'm like, I didn't say that. He's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, don't mess with me like this. I was like, I'm saying it right. Yeah, someone commented recently that I said milk, like with an E, like instead of milk. And I said, I know for sure I did not say milk because I hate people who say milk. So don't get that into my head. You're like, how dare you, first of all? And also, I would never, even if I were unconscious and somehow talking, I would never. Milk. <laughs> milk, milk. I, got, um, I might be a fan of milk, but never mind. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> um, the question Nicole, specifically, um, best moment of your YouTube career so far? <gasps> on the um, spot. On the spot. I feel like. I feel like what a lot of people say is like when they hit like 100,000 subscribers, but that was just like such an iconic day for me, to be honest, because like it was like this ginormous like thing that I could never imagine happening, especially like the time that it did. And then right before it, like quite literally like 20 minutes prior, I got a tattoo, which had like a lot to do. It was for Alex Turner and like the last shadow puppets, but it <laughs> like the, the meaning behind it was... Um, about like getting what you want and whatever you want in life and um not you know settling for less and not waiting around for someone to like get you what you want in life and it's like based off the song miracle liner and i had no intent like i didn't know i was going to get a hundred thousand subscribers that day like i scheduled my appointment like a week or two before so it just happened to be on that same day and my appointment just happened to be like 20 minutes or however many minutes before like I hit the subscriber count so that was just like a very special day for me because I just felt like oh my god like here we are like wow I am on cloud nine and so I think that was like a really cool like YouTube moment that I'll like never forget that day yeah that's really special I think I agree like um I remember like I made a video 
when was that? Jeez, maybe like 2009, 2010, when I hit 3,000 subscribers. Very rare milestone. <laughs> but I was like, hey, we hit, we hit the big one, 3K, uh, which was a big deal. And especially back then, like even having a few thousand subscribers was a lot. It's still a lot yeah, today. It is. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when I hit 100K... <laughs> embarrassing uh it just slipped out i made a, a rap in case you haven't seen it yes Nicole. i have seen it oh no <laughs> and so um me and my my best friend wrote it because we used to make like parody rap songs together but uh, we didn't back so that then. was just yeah that was just one of many this is how i became so good with garage band which right. explains you know my podcast and audio um talents uh, but, uh, yeah, so we made this rap song and then my sister, well, we wanted to go out to Joshua Tree randomly. My sister okay. was like, oh, like I know some people who like made a community out here. And I was like, that sounds sketchy. Let's go. So we went out. <laughs> it was interesting. And then we recorded the music video, like in the desert. And I had the, like the gold balloons for 100 and one of them popped, of course. So I was like, oh, cool, even better. Like, I had this, like, deflated one around me, and I was holding the other ones. And um, that was, like, a couple of weeks before I actually hit 100, so that I need to not you say were prepared. Like I truly cannot, I cannot say hit 100,000 subscribers. My brain just goes, hit 100K. So um, <laughs> if you guys haven't heard that song, you might feel uncomfortable uh, watching it, but that's another side of me that, like, I don't get to show a lot. I like to rap and I um, I like to dance in music videos in like a sexy hot jacket in the desert. I feel like I can never imagine you making a video like that today, like ever. Yeah, I know that's kind of sad. I know. I feel like, I feel like she needs well, to come back. This is a realization I've had is I think because for a lot of my like young years, I thought that I was funny, and I just don't think that's very true anymore. But we'll get into it. Um, <laughs> And I, I realized a lot of my humor or like my, like me being silly came from being with my best friend. Cause mm -hmm. like we met when we were like 12 and we've been friends since then. So like all of my silliest things were like collabs with her or like we would both do silly shit together. And I'm like, huh, maybe I was just funny because I was encouraged by her specifically. Like she's literally doing like stand up, like she's funny. And I'm oh, here wow. doing serious commentary, serious YouTube. So yeah, I'm like, huh, maybe maybe that side of myself is just brought out by that person. And you maybe I'm not as funny as I was. I know, yeah. But it's a little sad because I'm like, I want to be a silly girly again, you know? <laughs> I struggle with that a lot. Like, I always want to be like the funny girl, the cool girl and everything. And then you just sometimes have to realize like you can't be so funny all the time. And I feel like that's, like, another internal struggle I face, like, with my own um, YouTube channel. But, yeah, I feel you. You're like, should I be funnier today? Or, like, should I be, like, big sister, helpful? I know. Can I be all of the above? Such struggles. But then you become hyper aware of it. Yes. And you're like, wait, am I putting this on? Am I trying that's to? That's the worst. That's the yes. thing, too, is I, I had another friend that, like, we would make videos together, or like, vlogs. And when we were hanging out for, like, a while, I started to, like, copy her jokes as you do okay. with friends but then people are like you're copying so-and-so and I was like well I was like yeah technically I am but like also I didn't mean to we're like hanging out so yeah okay. is you that not a pass become one. <laughs> I'm like sorry my friends are funny and I like to try to be funny like them but it'll never work okay wow next question um yeah someone asked how to shift away from being a college-based channel 
So as you said, oh, yeah. that's been kind of a an issue for you or a journey. Yeah. I think like for me, so one of the, the worst comments I got recently was someone who said to me, what is Nicole going to make videos about when she graduates? Um, because she's <laughs> going to be done, like she's going to be done with college. What kind of content is she going to make? And I was like, I don't make that much college content. Like really just around like college season like that's like prime time to make college content like august through like early september and then you can milk it for a little bit and you're like this is the prime time for this kind of college side note the whole back to school season do we not remember when all the lifestyle girlies would make like back to school videos when they were like in their 20s and not in school for like five years exactly and that's why i said i will never ever become one of those people Mm. so i was like i'm going to make the remaining college content that i want to while i'm here because i'm never going to pretend to be her again like that's just not going to happen to me um and so i think when you like look at my channel a lot of the most like quote-unquote like successful videos or the most like popular videos of mine are not really college content videos which makes me really happy which means that people aren't like coming to my channel for college related content like it's there but I think people like my other videos more and I like my other videos more too most of the time and so I think for me the biggest thing was like I really decided for myself like I don't want to be a college youtuber I don't want to be promoting my university. I don't get paid for that. And like, we'll get into that, yeah. Yeah, I don't get into... I, go, I don't get paid to promote, you know, Temple University and everything. And so... Not if sponsored. Want, yeah, not sponsored whatsoever. Give me money, so, Temple. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Like, pay for my tuition. And so if they... Um, if, if I were to make that kind of content, it just doesn't sit well with me. So I think it was kind of like an actual decision I made for myself where I was like, I'm touching it, toning it, not touching it, toning it, I am gonna tone it back, and I am not gonna make college content, um, really, for a while, or until, like, I actually have an idea where I'm excited to do it, because it's just not desirable to me right now, and I think that kind of worked well for me, and then when I would sprinkle it in from time to time, that was really it, so I think it was more like a, kind of like an abrupt thing, but also a gradual thing, and also finding, like, what you like to make videos about, Um, Because I never really, like, when I started off my videos, they were more so, like, a touch of personality and everything with the occasional college video in here and there. So, I think if you want to, like, separate yourself from a certain genre, uh, prepare. I think I was also small enough to the point where I could do it and no one would really notice or care that much. But if you're, like, a gaming channel and you're like, I am done with this, you might have to make (laughs) an announcement about that, to be honest, because people are going to be very confused when your thumbnails change and your content changes completely. So yeah, either make it, I think you have to play it by ear. Either make it really gradual or really abrupt. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like as like a college channel or or like I bet you never really identified as a college channel. It was just like, again, like a YouTuber who's in college. So I'll make college videos because that's what I'm going through. And I feel like it is definitely a good like genre in terms of like finding new viewers because a lot of people search those types of videos about dorms or being an RA or studying but also like you're not specifically in like the study tube realm so like yeah yeah, I, I think people sometimes just are like oh I discovered Nicole during her college phase or like when she worked yeah. at Chipotle or whenever so they like romanticize that original version of you that they met right. but it's like of course you're not going to stay that person and like why should you continue making content that 
doesn't fit what you are interested in or what you're doing. I think also with, with college content, it's like the, the college YouTubers that I know, it's like, if you stick to being a college YouTuber, then you graduate, then you move on to like post-grad content or like first job, like job search stuff. And, uh, I made a video about this, but like a lot of the, the YouTubers that I know of that did that ended up quitting their, you know, quote unquote, nine to five real jobs to be YouTubers. So it's like, uh, I feel like even if you were to like, I'm going to stick on this, you know, trajectory, then like you, you already know you're not going to try to pursue a traditional job right away after graduation. So like, it's not like you'd be able to do that next step for the college YouTuber anyway. Exactly. And so that's why I wanted to stray away from it. And even though like the potential is so there, like the girls who are making those college related videos during primetime back to school season, they are raking in the views, raking in the money. And like, of course I look at that and I'm like, it could all be so easy, but I'm like, but that's just (laughs) not me or what I want. And I've also like, just, it doesn't sit well with me to try and make something if I have genuine no interest in it. And like, I'm not a big college girl anyway. Like, I think if, if you are you have, like, a whole ton of school pride and you have, like, a lot of college advice to give and you're, you know, even, like, a study tube, like, people who ask me for studying advice, I always tell them, I still don't know how to study. I'm in my senior year of college. I still don't know how to study. Like, I'm terrible. Most of my, like, assignments are project-based anyway. Like, I have not had a single exam or quiz this entire semester, which I'm so grateful for, which is exactly why I'm the major that I am. So I'm just not your go-to girl, but there are so many other people who totally are, and they totally deserve the hype. So they're the ones that should be able to, you know, rock the college content while they can. Right. It's like you could make, I've had some people ask me those kind of questions too. Like, can you talk about college or how you, how you write essays or how you, you know, study? And I'm like, truly, I have no tips for you. No. The fact that I have gotten through all of my schooling so far is a miracle. <laughs> yes. I won't say that, but I'm like, I just, I do my dysfunctional way of functioning and like, I would never promote it because it's not no. helpful. It's not very helpful to me. And it also is definitely not good advice for anyone. No, like that's part of the reason why I am graduating a semester ahead of when I'm technically supposed to graduate, what is like the traditional route, because I can't do it anymore. I can't stand it. Like I'm, I don't know how to do this thing anymore. I'm getting out. So I'm just not the right person to be helping out with that. And so I think I'll stick to my like little weird videos of rating people's dads and, you know, eating like oranges in the shower and I'll stick to that. And if people like it, then they do. And if people want the college content, then I'll you know, revert them back to other good old college girlies. (laughs) Good old college girlies. And we're back. All right, Nicole and I are going to get into more YouTube questions. I think we only succeeded in answering like two. Uh, We've just been popping (laughs) off, even off, off, off camera, off mic. I mean, that's what a podcast is all about. So my next question from Instagram was, how do you approach making videos after going viral? And is it hard for you to make content that you enjoy versus content that you think your viewers will want to see? So as I mentioned, I found your channel through your first big viral video. So I'm sure that that kind of established uh, a standard or like a type of video that people might have expected from you. So yeah, how, how did you feel about all that? Yeah, I feel like, well, my first thought after it was like, 
getting bigger. Well, I made a different type of video. I literally made a um, turning myself into Baby Yoda video directly <laughs> after, which oh my God. that was like not like any type of like there was no plan with that whatsoever. Like I just was like, I really want to turn myself into Baby Yoda. Um, but I think honestly, like I felt this pressure to like maintain that whole like trend of that video. And I was like, Oh my god, and like I was already planning like getting my girlfriends together and being like we have to make uh, questions guys have for girl, whatever, whatever the title is. Like I have to do that video now and like continue on the trend and stuff like that. Like that will help me. But then I was like, well, I honestly don't really have a lot of interest and I have all these other videos planned that I really, really want to make. And so I hope that my new audience will enjoy it. And to be honest, I'm really happy that I did it the way that I did, which is just simply moving on and that helped me a lot because I felt like my audience who like the newcomers could adjust to my content that I regularly like to make. After the Baby Yoda video I literally made a video called like um going platinum blonde because the semester's hard and it was like a vlog and I like love that video it was so much fun I just had like a fun little day where I like dyed my hair and stuff and I don't know, I think people got to like know my personality more because that video, like that viral video had nothing to do with me. Like I was the one asking the questions and stuff. So I think I did it subconsciously in a really good way. So I think if someone's video were to go viral, play cool. Don't, don't stick on it too much. People can tell when you just like hold on to that, like that's your, your baby and you're right. like, you can't let that go. Like sometimes you just have to move on and like progress, I think. Yeah, because that's the thing, especially like as a smaller channel or as a channel that's trying to figure out like what you want to do on YouTube. Sometimes you do just make kind of random videos and like sometimes you're trying to see what sticks or like see like, yeah. oh, this might do well or this might flop. Who knows? Like you never expect a video to go viral. And that's the funny no. thing. Like when a video does blow up, you're like, why this video? And it always yeah. feels random. And like you can never predict which video is going to do really well. But like... It's definitely tempting to appease your new viewers and be like, oh, they liked this, so I'll give them as much of this as they want. But then it's like, yeah, you don't want your channel to be that thing, unless you do. But like in this situation, yeah. like, what if that was your entire channel this whole year? You would have flopped, like, eventually, because people would be like, I don't, oh, don't want to watch this forever. <laughs> you know what? And not to, like, throw anyone under the bus, but someone took my, like, that concept of a video idea and ran with it. And this person continuously made that type of content, but then it turned into like sleazy boy content, like mm. what girls should do for a guy and like what I want in like a girlfriend and just continued on with that content and would put my name in the description box of every single oh, video. No. So if you looked up my name, this person would pop up and I just got like so annoyed to the point because it would turn into like homophobic content. And I just commented on the video. I was like, hey dude, don't use my name at all. Like right. in this content and like you can't run with that and expect like success like just because something works out once does not mean that it is a banger every single time and like I feel like diversity in your channel is like important and having like like the genre could work for you but diversity in the content that's what people want to see I feel like Right, like, yeah, maybe you could take the concept of, like, asking people questions. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a good one. You guys should try it. Um, no, but, like, yeah, you can take, like, a loose concept or something or, like, whatever is your favorite element. But, like, yeah, you don't want to run it into the ground. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's a lot. And I also think when you when you make videos like that just for views, sometimes they can get a lot of views, 
but that doesn't necessarily translate to like subscribers. No. So yeah. like you can get like a lot of people watch or even watch a video and watch like 10 seconds of it, but not care to watch the whole thing. And so like that's kind of the issue with like clickbait or like just like doing anything you can to attract attention, but it's not enough yeah. to like hold attention. So exactly. watch out. <laughs> Uh, our next question was, how do you keep yourself motivated to make content even when you feel uncreative that day? I feel like for me, what really, really helps is like, I usually know what my next video will be because I have a, I made a whole list of my next video ideas and I sat down and I was like, Nicole, seriously think, stop holding them up in your head, stop writing them in your notes, organize them all onto one piece of paper. And I came up with 16 video ideas that I want to do. And that's like the most like I've ever had and that I knew that I wanted to do now. Like they're not like future videos, like they are, they have to be in the future, but like all at once. I think having a list of like a backup list of things that you can do, like for example, like for me, I really, really like sticking to my schedule, but like also if people aren't feeling inspired to make content, if you're not gonna put your like best self forward and if you're gonna like drain yourself by making a video that day, then absolutely don't, like just don't do it. Like it won't, nothing will happen if you are just like not posting a video, like the world isn't gonna end. Right. But at the same time, like, um, sometimes for me, it's just sometimes hard to even like pick up a camera just because I'm like, what if I won't perform my best self? And like, what if I just, I just get so in my head. So sometimes I just kind of just need that push. And I think having a list and like an idea of what I want for that video really helps. And sometimes those videos end up like being some of my favorites because I'm like, I didn't put that much thought into the video. And so then it just blossoms into what it is. Now, I don't personally script my videos, so it just kind of like, whatever happens during the video happens, I can't predict it. So I think, I think being prepared in the sense, like knowing what you wanna do, but also being prepared to also scrap that video if you hate it. We're just not filming that day and it, nothing will happen. The world won't end. It'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> I was gonna say there's definitely a difference between like motivation and inspiration. So yeah. there are plenty of days where I'm like motivated, where I'm like, I need to get work done, but that I am not inspired at all. And mm -hmm. for me, like I cannot force myself on like my bad days or my off days to film. Like mm -hmm. my, my videos are like scripted and they're really long. And like, even on a good day, it's like a big like challenge to like get myself ready and sit and like do the whole thing. Cause it just feels like this big, like yeah, it's like, oh, this is going to take me like an hour and a half to get through and I'm excited to do it, but it's also exhausting. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, I've had so many days where I'm like, I know I need to film a video. It would be ideal if I could film it today, but I can't. So like, I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Because also sometimes I have tried to film videos on days where I'm feeling like off or like just not feeling inspired and it just ends up like not doing well. So then I like, I'll record it start to edit and realize like, this isn't good. I don't seem right. So like, I'm going to have to refilm it anyway. So I think, exactly. I think that's definitely a struggle, not only with like YouTube, but I think with like a lot of creative pursuits or hobbies or anything like, you know, that's why when inspiration strikes or when you suddenly feel motivated, like those are the best days where I'm like, wow, yeah. suddenly I can get everything done today. Yes. I am like a firm believer though. in like, if you are like a creative person or something like something that, oh God, I don't know what the term is. It's like the something to do with motion like something to inertia? do with creativity and motion <laughs> maybe inertia maybe. is a property of matter yeah my, my inertia definitely works engineer. because when i do nothing i want to do nothing oh, yeah 
Of course. And so like, I remember reading this quote about like, let's just say like you're a painter and like you're feeling no inspiration to paint, you know, paint anything. Or like, I think what Casey Neistat said in his recent video was like, um, you know, I don't know what my next big thing is going to be, but I'm sure as hell I'm not going to know what that thing is by not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he's been creating these like little short, like four or five minute videos. And like, if that is making you happy and if that might lead to a bigger creative thing, then do it. But it, like, absolutely. If you don't want to do it, then don't force yourself to do it. But if you have that inkling, like, I just want to film something today and like, I want to be creative, but I don't have like a solid idea, like film almost anything. You don't always have to put everything out there, I kind of feel like. So I think that's what I'm trying to convince myself is like, I think if I stop, I will just really stop, to be honest. Like I'll yeah. turn into David Dobrik and like just not do anything for just like disappear. six months. Yeah. Except TikToks. <laughs> He's on TikTok. Except that's TikTok. Fine. Yes. Except TikTok. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Cause like, um, I do definitely get to the point, like once it's been a while since my last video and like recently, especially because I'm in school, my gaps between uploads are like, two, three weeks, a month sometimes. And by the time I like go to re or like go to film a new video, I do feel like, oh my God, it's been forever. Like, has it been too long? Have I forgotten how this works? You like get out of the like motion of everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. Like if you're feeling some sort of energy or like motivation or anything, a little bit of inspiration. Yeah. Just go, go for it and see what happens. And yeah, especially on YouTube, like yeah, over the years, some of my weirdest ideas came from, that was like the, the, the entirety of like all of my middle school and like early high school videos, yeah. Yeah. just me being a weirdo by myself. And yeah. I had no plans just turning on a camera and whatever came from it came from it. And that was it. <laughs> Love it. Our next question, I guess I'll combine these two. Someone asked, how do you improve your schedule to have more time for yourself? And someone else asked, how do you keep up with your mental health and regular posting? So I guess, yeah, how do you, how do you balance things? How do you manage things for your own sake? Yeah. I think I used to be a lot more unorganized than I realized I was. Like I thought I was organized because I would write things down occasionally, but I didn't realize how organized I really was until I got organized and I was like, wow, my life has been transformed. So now immediately, like if I have anything to do, I will just Google Calendar it immediately. Like that has helped me tremendously. I was never a Google Calendar girl. I feel like I've used the term Google Calendar girl so often recently, <laughs> but it's just who I have become. Um, I also have like a planner, which I like plan my days out. I've realized like what works for me in terms of planners. And I found a planner that is just like day by day and like planning your to-do list and everything. That helps me out so much. I think that having... T uh, making time for yourself like actually like setting boundaries is really important because like I'm still have not mastered that like whatsoever like this week I'm gonna end up working like all seven days of the week which sucks because I don't want to do that to myself but like it just is one of those weeks again um but I'm trying to have more of a limit like past five o'clock I usually won't be like editing or anything like that. Like I'm trying to make that rule for myself. Like, will I stick to it? I don't know. But I'm trying to like actually have more time for fun because I kind of like lost a sense of self and like what I like to do because I just wouldn't allow myself any of the time to do that. So I think like actually setting time in your schedule, like on your Google calendar, like no one thinks to do this, but like putting it even in like 
I am gonna watch a movie at this time. Like, just, like, even putting it in, it just, like, makes it more of a priority rather than just putting it to the side, I feel like. Um, but organization, it's tough. It's really tough. And you don't think it's that tough until you're a disorganized mess. And you're like, how did I get here? Wow. I've always wanted to be a, a Google Calendar girl. But, like, I think I tried. <gasps> no. I tried once. First of all, I'm terrible at not only time management, but also even just guessing how long a task will take me. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like what I do is I'll write my, like, daily to-do lists, which are definitely helpful for, like, school assignments because they have to mm-hmm. be done by certain days and times. But, like, for other things, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll just write that video today. I'll be able to film it tomorrow. And then I don't write the video. And then the next day, I can't film it, obviously. So then I'm trying to right. catch up. And, um, yeah, so I feel like I'd feel like i use Google Calendar as another procrastination tool. And I'd sit and, like, plan out a beautiful calendar. And then none of it would happen. And then well, I'd be like, what? well, now my calendar's inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, plan out, like, hour-by-hour hour things mm-hmm. I have to do. But, like... I sat down in the beginning of the semester and I wrote down every single one of my assignments and when they were due, it did take a while. I put in every single time that my Zoom classes were. Ooh, that's um, beautiful. I know. And then I put in like what videos are going on what days and w- like little reminders of what I need to do and like doctor's appointments and stuff like that. It helped out a lot surprisingly because now it's so cool when I get to like pick up my phone and I'm like wait let me check my google calendar and like do this thing like let me see if I'm available and it's helped out a lot because um I I don't know what I was doing before this to be honest I hate being like that but I don't know what I was doing give it a try give it a try maybe I like it who knows I feel like I feel like I somewhat do that in terms of like if I look at my what is that called? Planner. I forgot the word for planner. I was looking right at it and I was like, what's that thing? Um, if I look at my planner, like I, I like to add like certain due dates of assignments or like now I write like the movies I'm supposed to watch by certain classes. So like, that's kind of my way of like at a glance being like, okay, busy then busy then need to do that thing by that point. Um, but yeah, maybe I will try out a new strategy, but also I'm like, this is somewhat functioning for now. And then yeah. once I graduate, I won't have to do that part of it, at least school stuff. But uh, yeah, exactly. to answer the question for myself, in terms of like mental health and posting, I would just generally say I used to be a lot harder on myself. Um, I never had like a strict upload date or schedule, but I'd be like, oh, I just want to post a video a week roughly and then if I missed it I'd like feel bad and then I'd try to rush myself and I finally was just like I will post when I can and like sometimes that does have like gaps in my my schedule and like obviously I'm lucky enough to where like I can still survive so like the the financial element of it is not an issue because if it were then I would obviously have more reasons to stick to more of a schedule but um especially while I'm in school I've been trying to remind myself like it is very okay for us as full-time students to not like be able to do as much work as like an actual full-time youtuber because like we do have a lot of other shit to do and like it is totally valid to be stressed and like have our split focus and not know like what we should prioritize um sometimes I get comments from like viewers who are like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, even if you, like, if you left until you graduate and then you came back, that'd be fine. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so sweet. I'm not going to do that. But like, yeah. just knowing that people are like, we're, we're here. And like, we don't want you right. stressing yourself out and like doing that's all of this like for nicest. nothing. And I'm like, wow, that's, yeah. that's so kind. I, 
always like appreciate that like whenever people say that but my fear is always like oh my god it's all gonna go away tomorrow like everything for me is gonna go away tomorrow so I need to keep them while they're here so that they don't go away tomorrow and even though people will be like no it's really not that big of a deal like if my favorite youtuber doesn't post I don't sit there and I'm like sulking over it you know what I mean (laughs) like I'll just go watch like another youtuber or something and then when they come back like I'll I'll watch them too, but yeah, I don't know who put that like into our heads that we have to like think like that. That's very strange. Well, it's like, we're yeah, we're taught that like to stay relevant, like in people's minds, but also in the algorithm, like you need to post consistently, like post multiple times a week, like keep right. people coming back so that they know when you're there. And like on one hand, yeah, that's helpful because like people, I think viewers, if they like you, will always enjoy new content frequently, Right. but like... Yeah, to put that stress on yourself, like, oh, you better keep up with the schedule or you will literally lose everything and, like, people are going to drop all interest in you and, like, everything you've built is going to collapse. Like, no shit, we're stressed because, like, I mean, it is so confusing. I talked a little bit about this with D'Angelo, like, the stress of worrying if, like, the algorithm's going to punish you or, like, or even if you're working really hard, suddenly something might change on YouTube and like everything might get destroyed, who knows? So yeah, I feel like there is that pressure where it's like, can I even wait three months until I graduate? Like, or do yeah. I just keep pushing through it just in case? Very scary. I can't believe I have this like internal conflict with me because I was posting like twice a week for like four or five months consistently. And I had this huge meltdown about if I should be, if it's okay until I graduate to only upload once a week. Mm-hmm. And like everyone around me is like, Nicole, it's your, that's how m- most YouTubers upload once right. a week. Why are you stressing about that? I'm like, it's all going to go away. And like two times a week in my head, I'm like, oh my God, optimize like happiness for people, optimize happiness <laughs> oh for me. Like, optimal growth and then in my head I'm like one time equals bad one time is average one time is and then part of me I I don't remember at what point this was but part of me actually tried to convince myself to upload three times a week oh my god I don't I literally don't know what I was thinking I've been consistently in school this entire year because I even took summer classes like at a community college online and so um yeah I don't know what's wrong with me but um, agreed. Like, I will likely be doing one video a week for the remainder of the semester, and then who knows what will happen after then. Maybe three times, that's never gonna happen. I'm not doing three times a week. <laughs> Don't put that on yourself, no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I also think, like, because this is our job, we want to be like, I'm a good hard worker, and, like, I think back to, like, when I worked at Starbucks or any of my other part-time jobs, and I'm like, oh, I used to work, like, at least, like, five days a week, so, like, there's gotta be enough hours for me to work, like, this much on YouTube or like even more and so I feel like I put that like stress on myself like almost like if I don't work enough hours or time that I'm like lazy and I'm not maximizing my productivity and even though I actively know that that's toxic and like untrue I still can't resist like feeling bad or feeling like people will see me and like go to my channel and be like oh wow she still hasn't posted again like week (laughs) and I'm like I get so, like, self-conscious about it. It's such a weird thing. And, like, that's similar, like, when I would work, like, 40 hours a week at Chipotle. And I'm like, so I should be able to work at least 40 hours a week doing YouTube. I'm sitting on my butt. I'm not asking white or brown rice. I am like, you know what I mean? I'm not doing all that. But then in my head, I'm like, Nicole, when you worked 40 hours a week at Chipotle, you were barely alive. Like, you were not, you were not well. So, yeah, I feel you on that. (laughs) 
Basically, my answer is if you are in a position, I'm speaking to you, the listeners, if you're in a position to cut down your workload in any way that helps your mental health and helps your physical health and your well-being, please do it because no amount of like toxic productivity culture or like hustle culture is going to be worth like hurting yourself or making yourself stressed to the end of your rope or whatever. Um, So yeah, if you have the ability to cut things out or even temporarily, like as, as Nicole said, like carve out that time, put it in your calendar to watch a movie or like give yourself designated breaks to where, you know, like this time is free time. Cause I think like that mentally is nice to know, like, okay, at least in this allotted time I can relax. And then after I will get back to work if I have to. Yeah, that's the best. Like I like put in my uh, my Google Calendar. I have to play Animal Crossing, and all day I was like, I'm so excited. I can play Animal Crossing. <laughs> that is so good. I still haven't played it yet, and I, well, I, I don't have a Switch. And all through quarantine, I was like, should I just get one? Should I just join in? And like, I feel like I will eventually, but it'll definitely be like after after this has died down. But people are staying yeah. consistent. Like people have oh, literally yeah. been playing this for like six months straight now. I'm self-conscious about how far people are in their games. Like, that gives me, like, stress. I'm like, their island is so pretty. Anyway. You're like, I need to schedule more hours to Animal Crossing. Yes. Actually. Exactly. I always feel like uh, making these podcasts and talking so much about YouTube because I'm talking to YouTubers. I'm like, is it going to get like annoying or boring for us to continuously talk about YouTuber things? <laughs> but I think on one hand, people are interested, hopefully. But also, um, I think a lot of it does apply to like other things. Oh, yeah. Like the root concepts are somewhat relatable. I'm like, hey, do you have work to do? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and we are back. With one last YouTube question, I promise. Um, someone asked our favorite and least favorite things about being a YouTuber. Oh, wow. I forgot about this question. I know, that's a big question. I know. Well, I don't want to say that this is my absolute favorite and least favorite because I probably, if I had more time to think about it, I would like write an essay on like something different. But, mm-hmm. fav- like I would think harder. Favorite, I think the f- the most, my favorite. I know, I'm like, I just sprang this very difficult question on us and we did not think no, about it beforehand. it's okay. It's okay. We'll push through. The, my favorite, I think, is that I'm able to make the videos that I want to see. Like, I think it's really, really fun that, first of all, everything I get to do is very creative and that's all I ever wanted was to make creative content. And so I didn't know that that's what I was like lacking in my life, but that's just what I always wanted. So I think being able to just be creative as like a job is just super fun and like how cool is it that I get to make a video about I'm like trying to think of all my recent videos I can make a video about me ranting about being overworked and like that is gonna relate to someone and somebody likes that but it's also like tapping into my creative aspect so it's like helping people while being creative and I think like those those two things like hold like a special place in my heart my least favorite thing I think honestly like my least favorite thing about it as of like recent I think I'm really getting tough about myself about taking like criticism and judgment from people but it doesn't even feel like criticism a lot of the time it's more so because I think I take criticism pretty well like whenever I do receive it I think it's more so people making assumptions about you and you not being able to debunk every single one like everyone Mm -hmm. has their own like 
perception of who you are as a person because you just put yourself out on the internet and you have just like completely like given up free reign and you're like these people can really genuinely think whatever they want about me and I can't sit there and comment back to every single person and be like that is not true this is the type of person I am like that's just not how it works and so I'm really hard on myself like try to hold back from like typing back to every single person and like people thinking that they know every detail of your life when it just like isn't the case it's hard when you're like I'm not sure if like you experience this as much because like when you're a personality person like you're putting like a little bit more of your personal life out there and stuff and it's just open to more people thinking what they want and so I'm trying to like realize that it is a parasocial relationship that I do have like with my audience and like the best way to handle it is to honestly just keep doing me and just keep putting you know my best self forward and hope to god that people assume the best of me that they want to or whatever whatever it may be <laughs> like just yeah. not just hope to god that people don't think i'm a shitty person and that's it <laughs> i know while you were talking i was like i low-key want to opt out of this question because it's such a big question that i'm <laughs> like i can't i don't want to put i don't want to put the energy into thinking about it <laughs> i feel like generally i agree i did think about this before i started recording because i was like huh good question mm -hmm. it's such a simple thing but like it is hard to like vocalize i would say generally favorite thing I agree, like, it is very cool, objectively cool, I would even say, to be able to do something that you're passionate about, you have full control over. Let's be honest, it's an easy job in most ways. And like, at, at the point where I'm at at least, like, the money that I make from this, I find is just ridiculous, frankly, yeah. in a great way. So it's like, I mean, I definitely can't complain about that. And, and I often remind myself of like, like equivalence of like, oh, how much would I have to work in these different situations I do that to make this time. amount of money? And it's impossible. So I'm yeah. like, wow, that's crazy. Very cool. Um, right. <laughs> I don't want to say like the money is my favorite part, but I'm like, yeah. I'd be lying if I didn't say it's a major factor. Because, oh, yeah, definitely. Holy shit. So then that makes me think like, okay, any of the challenges that I do have in this job or in this like situation, because it's not just the work. I think it is a lot of that like, other stuff that gets in your head um but I think like all of those other issues I'm like huh, is it still worth it I mean sometimes like I was having a rough time maybe like a a few months ago where I was literally thinking it's not worth it it's not worth the stress that is happening to me right now but I think I was very like in my own head um and I think yeah my least favorite things are the same like being very concerned for me it's like my videos aren't very personal as you said but I worry that like I'm not representing ideas right, or I'm like, I'm sharing the wrong ideas, or I'm not using my platform right, or or in a responsible way, and I get very, very like nervous about what I'm doing and what I'm putting out there. So I like overwhelm myself with those uh, doubts about myself. And yeah, like people people making assumptions about you or your life. It's just like, it is definitely a big part of the job, but it's like I think no matter how long you do it, it's still weird and uncomfortable. And like, I always try to put myself in like, in the shoes of like, like big, big YouTubers. Like, let's say David Dobrik. Yeah. Like, I bet it's still weird for him to like, know that so many people make assumptions about him. And I don't know. <sighs> Am I making I any sense? I can't even imagine. Like, like, I feel like to him, it's probably like to a greater extent. And I think if anything like this, being on YouTube has, like, humanized so many people for me. Like, mm -hmm. I used to, like, 
look up to David Dobrik and like obviously I have never met him I have not even gotten close to anything like that I'm nowhere near his subscriber count or anything and he's practically like a what like an almost like an A-list celebrity almost because like he's so wildly popular but if anything this has humanized him for me because I realize like he clicks the same button to upload this video like like you right. know what I mean like he does the same exact thing that I do just in a different sense and so I think if anything it just made me realize like yeah it's still hard and like people are like well when you get to like a certain point like and you have so much money and stuff like hate comments or assumptions that that shouldn't get mm -hmm. to you like you have so much but you you kind of realize like me at like 300,000 subscribers it still affects me if not more than when I had like 10 subscribers and yeah. so I can't even imagine like at such a larger scale I think there I mean there has to be like some secret like cheat code that they give you once you hit like 2 million <laughs> subscribers where they're you just like, yeah this is the secret as to how you stop caring <laughs> Right. Yeah, that actually, I I think definitely as my channel has grown, I would say that my stress has grown and sometimes mm -hmm. my dissatisfaction with myself has grown. And like, that's such a twisted like thing, um, which is definitely not something I anticipated. Like I always wished like, oh, I want to blow up. And I'm, I'm very glad I haven't blown up like quickly. Like yeah. some people straight up like blow up in a big way. And like, I've realized how overwhelming that would actually be in actuality. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. Cause it's taken me so much time, even in this like past like two years to get used to things. So like if that happened to me within like a month, I literally wouldn't know how to cope. No. But um, yeah, it's, it's weird to know, like, I, I almost get scared. Like, <laughs> do I even want my channel to be bigger? Like, of yeah, course yeah. I do in a professional sense, but then I'm like, oh, that's just more people who might say things or might criticize me. And they have every right to do so. Cause like my whole, my whole channel is about like criticizing things. So then I'm like, oh my God, I just have to be open to all this criticism. But I guess I'm like, okay, I, I can be open to it, but I also need to learn how to cope with it as a person because right. I still am a person. Yeah, I think, like, that's, like, really... I, I thought about that a lot, and I, I don't know where I heard this, but, like, some people say, like, well, the harder that you rise, or the faster that you rise, like, the harder you fall, or whatever, and, like, right. you know, like, that's, like, scary to think about. Like, some people who, you know, blow up have, like, no choice, no option. Like, it just kind of happened to them, and they're, like, sprung into things. Um, but then, like, obviously, like, not that relevancy is, like, important or anything, but, like, at the same time, you kind of ask yourself, like, how are they a one-hit wonder? And, like, it, it makes me kind of grateful in a sense that I grew in such a slow way that I'm able to appreciate every small, like, increment. Like, I still appreciate every single time, like, I reach another thousand or another ten thousand. I'm sure, like, if you're on a bigger scale, you probably don't appreciate all those, like, little tiny goals. And I think, like, growing in a small, like, in a slower way has helped me because I can still be grateful for every, like, little milestone. Because when you grow so quickly, they're all just, like, coming at you so fast and stuff. So, yeah. and that's not to, like, shade anyone who has grown, like, super quick. Like, that's still amazing. Like, you clearly did something to make you grow so quickly. But I think it'd just be, like, concerning and, like, scary for me. Like, too much. Like, I, I think I prefer the slower route than the faster route. Yeah. I think when you blow up, like, really quick... Again, you have so many people love you all of a sudden, 
But then I feel like either people might think of you as like almost like a phase. Like they remember when you blew up and they remember when they found your channel. And then like, I don't know, like I I almost, I feel like I relate everything back to Emma Chamberlain, but it's like (laughs) Emma was the it girl for so long and like so quickly and so like high in terms of like fame. And then people turned on her because she didn't turn out to be what they thought she was. But that was like completely their own creation Image. of what yeah, she yeah, was yeah. or their own their own like reflection of they what they wanted her to be so like yeah it's like I mean obviously Emma Chamberlain has not crashed in any sort no. of way she's still <laughs> incredibly popular and successful um but like I'm sure that was part of the struggle is like yeah like just the the weight of all that expectation so suddenly and then people judge you differently because they're like oh you're famous like you're you're now famous so now you have to be different exactly. you have to be the person we want you to be and it's like yeah, I'm like I'll take my my gradual uh, growth probably. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a little quick jump every <laughs> once in a while, but give me time to acclimate to it because yes. uh, it's almost wow. Here's a really cute metaphor. It's like um, scuba diving. Never done it, um, but like how you're supposed to come up t- for air um, slowly mm-hmm. because if you come up too fast, you like hurt your brain. Yeah, is that true? Don't is know. That, is that true? I think so. Like it's some oh. some. I've never been scuba diving. Scuba divers, please confirm. Yeah, me neither. Right. No, that's a that's a really good point. Because I'm almost like, crying laughing at that because it's such a stupid point to make. It's Yeah, it's true. I'm getting you loopy. You cannot come up too fast because your head will hurt. So, you know what? Yeah, totally. I, I'll think about that next time. Next time Damn, like, I have like, a really big spurt, I'll be like, Nicole, don't let it get to your head because it might start to hurt. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah, there's some science behind that, but I just can't, like, explain it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so that's us being YouTubers. Okay. So that is the end of part one. We actually recorded another, like, hour of us chatting, and I thought that I would release it in two parts. So in the next podcast, we will talk more about college and being media studies majors and all that jazz. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, there's my laundry. Sorry. Um, and stay tuned for more Previously Gifted.